everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you want this to be our intro? Are, are, are we recording right now? It's, it's rolling on both. Oh, wow. Okay. So it doesn't have to be. Like, yeah. I can cut it, but... No, it doesn't. It's fine. It's, it's like, it's just... I don't even know how to explain, like, how weird... Like, why. It was so weird, but I wasn't home goods and so this guy kind of kept going like bumping past me and I thought that I was probably in his way so I was like oh sorry and we're both looking in the pillow section and then finally he was like the pillows are just so hard to decide aren't they and I was like yeah I wish I had one of my friends here to help me pick and he's like well maybe we can help each other out and I was like well I don't I don't know. I can't even figure it out for myself. And he's like, well, I feel like you'd be able to help me. And he's like, what do you think about this? And I was like, yeah, that looks nice. And mind you, I'm still looking for my pillows. So I'm like still he's asking me questions. Yeah. And then he was like, so I'm from Argentina. And he's like, and it's a part of our traditions and customs to um, if you help me out, then I will pay for everything in your cart. Huh? So at first I'm like, that sounds like a good deal but but I but I still was like I was like ads yeah stuff to cart immediately <laughs> but I still well, which was funny is because I like had a shit ton of stuff in my cart that I was planning on returning to see like what looked best and so I I was like no you you don't need to do that because I I I still felt kind of like weird about it yeah but, um he had asked, he's like no like I, I would really like to if you allow me to and then he's like I just always like to make new friends like he's like could I get your number and then Oh, I hate that I did this, but I'm always so bad at like telling people no. I just like it's hard in the moment. I just never want to make anyone feel embarrassed or awkward. And so I gave him my number. I was like, sure. Yeah. And then he's like, cool. If you could help, like help me out. And then he started like after I gave him my number, he started saying things that I was just like, this is scaring me. And he like he's like, you just make me very, very excited and was like looking me up and down when he was saying it. And I was like thank you so much, like just still playing it off. And then he was like, yeah. it, it's a part of my tradition that um, we when we do these, um, and he called them like a, a shopping date. Um, he was like, we, shopping dates. And he's like, I would love to go on another one with you too. And he's like, but it's a part of my tradition that we will cuddle mm. in the store. And mm. I was like, I don't, mm. I don't feel comfortable with that. And he's like, I don't bite, like let me show you. And he's like grabbing a blanket. And I was just like, run yeah so it, it it basically a lot of weird things like that so we go to the checkout together and then he says I forgot my wallet and so then I'm like I'm being scammed yeah and I I said oh no that's that's okay but I he put all his stuff in my cart yeah <laughs> and so anyway he said but I have it on my phone and so I might I'll, I'm just gonna like see if it works I've never tried this before he has an iPhone it works, but he buys his stuff first, his own stuff, to see if it would work. Huh. And so, anyway, I I did it, and I checked out. I didn't want him to pay at this point. At this point, You're I just wanted so to get away from me. Out. And I was yeah. just trying to be as casual about it as possible. But anyway, so he then um, 
was like, oh my gosh, you paid? I didn't even notice. And I, could, I was telling him like, sure totally you did Totally fine. Sure. Yeah. But um, then we start walking out and it was the parking lot so dark that I was like, and I had this bad feeling in my gut and I was just like, I'm actually waiting for a friend to pick me up. So I stayed. So smart you did that? Yeah. So, so I, smart. <laughs> so, so I stayed, stayed in the store. Yeah. I stayed in the store for a while. I started shaking at this point because there was just a lot of other micro weird like interactions. Well, yeah. And you're like, am I being sex trafficked? Exactly. Is he going to kidnap me? Don't know what's going on. <sighs> and it was a really one of those things where I just kind of thought that he was like kind of awkward and shy and trying to hit on me. And I just wanted to be polite. But then I was like, is he being awkward because he's nervous about what he's a Trying about to, to do. do yeah mm. and so then uh, that's where I started feeling weird about it and he said okay and then get this I just told myself I'm probably over overreacting and that he was probably just hitting on me and probably was just shy and then I looked up um his number like and I know all of the different sites that you can look up numbers because he texted me and said next time you're not bringing your wallet to our next shopping date if you wanted to pay that bad, you easily could have. I hate when people do that. Oh, God, I really want... Okay, anyway, sorry. It's no, no, it's Keep fine. Going. It's beside the point. No, but so then he... Well, that's why I thought it was weird, too. I was like, he insisted so much. I, I, I if you want to like pay, you'll pay. That, like, I denied him like eight times when he was like, no, 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 I want to buy what's in your cart. And then when we get up there, he's like, oh, I don't have my wallet. So that, that was weird to me. I was like, wouldn't you like make sure you have your wallet before you insist? But like, anyway, that's besides the point. So then I look up his number... It's a fake number. He had an iPhone, right? If I go to like text him back, it's green. And the number doesn't work anywhere. It's so the ghost, like the ghost text app. It's like, yeah, it's a number where you can't track it. It's like a burner phone like number. And so then anyway, my roommate also called on star six, uh, like the, the you private know, number, the private number or whatever. And whenever it's a fake number like that, it goes like ee, makes weird noises. Did that. So now I'm like you, really freaked out. You got really lucky. Well, he didn't see your car. He doesn't know where you live. That we know of, you can like track everything online from a phone number. It's crazy. It's yeah, you can, but like, you're fine. Well, you're fine. Anyway, I yeah, I'm still kind of like sketched out by that. I actually ended up like, yeah. Well, no wonder you couldn't sleep and you slept bad. Oh yeah, no, I I was. But I think like, I I mean, me personally, I overanalyze a lot of interactions on a day to day basis, and always trust your gut. Like for everyone out there, like always trust your gut but I think it's sad as women like that is very clearly a scary interaction mm -hmm. I don't think there's any ifs ands or buts about that one mm -hmm. but on a daily basis women or people that identify as women present as women whatever you want to include in this group we often have to think is this just a genuinely nice person right mm -hmm. now or do they have ulterior motives right is this actually dangerous are they being helpful or are they dangerous? And I have a story today that is like, it speaks volumes to that. Really? Oh my God. Like your story that you just told right now fits into the theme of like, what the fuck did I just hear? What the fuck did I just read? And then the concern for me too is that the fact that I called my friend that lives in Argentina, who's yeah. born and raised in Ar Argentina, and asked him if any of this was a part of an Argentinian tradition he's like no and he was like run yeah and he's like what he's like we like he's like argentinian like he's he's like no <laughs> absolutely not there he's like there's so many things wrong with that um so i don't know what was going on at all but like all i know is that i need to <laughs> i didn't feel good about it no so. if you ever feel unsafe and like 
you can always call me and I'll come. I'll actually pick your ass up oh, if you, something like that you. happens. Like, you, no, no one should ever oh, feel like that. The best part is that I was thinking about. Uh, so I wanted to wait because he mentioned maybe going to Marshall's too. He's like, we could go to Marshall's next, and or whatever it was next door. You almost wanted to go and see if he was there. No, I was scared that he was going to either like wait in his car, be at Marshall's. So then, if if he was just a genuine guy, and I looked like an asshole being like my friend's picking me up and then he's like going to Marshall's and then watches me get into my car like I didn't want to be a dick either so I waited for quite a while yeah but then I was thinking about asking someone but I didn't want to be dramatic and then or asking someone at the store to walk into my car and then I saw this like big group of people like walking out to their car that was next to mine because my car was like way in the corner where there was no other cars of course I parked there of course there. yeah yeah it always so, works like that yeah so I was like were they watching like was someone watching me the whole time like did they know that like I was very secluded and so once this big group of people walked out to their car then I ran in my car but then the best part is is that I was trying to go so fast that I dumped my entire everything in my purse out on the floor no. <laughs> so then my, and my hair is in front of my face and I'm like picking it up really quickly and I'm just like oh my god this is a scene this is a scene right now where this is where bad things happen (laughs) oh my god but anyway so hopefully that's all good but I think the moral of that story is that just I don't think I don't think I'll ever give someone my number to be nice again I think I'll just say like I'll take your number yeah and this is like it's coming up so so much recently where a girl gets asked to prom and she says no and the internet was like, oh, she should have just said yes to not hurt his feelings. Oh, she should have just gone with him to prom. She should have said yes. And it's like, why? Why mm-hmm. are we so yeah. careful about hurting boys' feelings mm-hmm. that we're willing to sacrifice our girls in the process? Mm-hmm. It is okay to say no. No is a full sentence. Yeah. Teach your daughters to advocate for themselves yeah. and hold their ground and say no. Mm-hmm. And... I know. Bottom line. That's that's such a good point. It's fine saying no, but it's scary as women because when we do say no, we could face repercussions Mm -hmm. because these little boys have not been told no and grew up to be men that can't take no for an answer. Yeah. And so it's it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. This is why we need to raise our children better. Mm -hmm. It's okay if someone tells you no. Yeah. Respect it. It's just not the right person for you. Move on. I know. It is so weird that it's hard to. And I think that the other thing, too, is that, like, I mean, I, I feel like I was taught a lot to not be the one to pursue. Like, I wasn't taught the one to go and ask someone out to a dance or ask someone out on a date. I was taught that I just need to, like, wait for it. So I don't else. I also don't know that, like, opposite you know, way of being rejected by asking somebody because it's like more of just the rejection of not being asked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's just a, it's a weird dynamic because we definitely were ingrained that a lot back, you know, like 20, 30 years ago. It's the gender roles. Yeah. I'm like so into this right now because I'm recording with Griffin Maxwell Brooks tomorrow Mm -hmm. and they are just this amazing creator who really is like breaking down gender roles and like I went off on a rabbit hole today looking at like their interview with Vice talking about like what it's like to be a man and what is masculinity. And it's just it's so interesting. The box we have Mm -hmm. built for ourselves and no one's happy with this box, Mm -hmm. but yet we're not changing it. Right. Or we're trying so hard to change it. and We're not getting anywhere. Right. It's very interesting. But let's get into this eye bleach today. I know I kind of I the fact that I didn't have my headphones on made me kind of forget that we're on the podcast. 
We're just talking. We just out here. I just love the headphones. They make me feel like I'm in another world. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that normally when I'm here, I'm like, okay, we're we're doing something different. Show business, baby. But just now talking to you, I'm like, this is just you and I on the couch, just he like having (laughs) combos. I love it. Well, are you okay? Yes. Okay. Unless he hears this and then he... I'll (laughs) kick his ass. The fake number is really what derailed me. Like, you got out. We're going to manifest positivity. He's not a psychopathic murderer. We're good. Yeah. Okay. We cool. got this. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Okay, so based on your story and the monologue we just took at the beginning of this episode, let's start off with this story I saw the other day. And it's honestly like really scary, puzzling, and I'm not sure what this person was thinking. Trigger warning on this story, though, you guys, it does contain mentions of suicide. This is coming from Relationship Advice. It was posted about 25 days ago, 2,000 upvotes at this point in time. 845 comments. So smaller, I would say. It it didn't go as big as some of them go on here, but just just wait, guys. Just wait. My 24 male girlfriend, 23 female, is staying at her sister's, 27 female, until I, quote, admit I have a problem and get psychiatric help. This all started earlier last year. My parents were going through a rough divorce, and my dad attempted suicide, which left him not all there mentally, even though he survived. I basically had to take care of him, and it brought me a lot of stress as I am a full-time PhD student living off a stipend and nothing more. Between that and my girlfriend's income, we live decently in the city we're in, but there's not much room for this kind of responsibility financially. It definitely took a toll on me, and I got really depressed after a while and started struggling with severe insomnia. I guess that is where this all took the biggest turn. My girlfriend was very supportive at first, and even when I was dealing with that, she understood. I've done my best to keep her out of it, which is why I initially started sleeping on the couch to not disturb her with my tossing and turning. Eventually, I just gave up on sleep altogether and started going on night drives. She was aware of this and didn't have any issues with it. But eventually, I started to be gone for hours, and she was getting worried. Understandably, I guess. We had a talk about it last month, and I explained what I usually do to her in hopes of clearing her mind. This is the part of the situation that I admit is difficult to explain. Basically, after I'd been going on these night drives for a while, there was one night where I came across a young woman crying outside of a gas station. I felt bad for her and had nowhere to be, so I stopped to see if she was okay. Turns out, she was a minor, 16, and had a bad home situation. I offered to give her a ride somewhere because that part of town, or really any at 3 a.m., isn't particularly safe for an underage girl to be walking around, and she hesitantly accepted. I drove her to some house on the other side of town, and that was all there was to that specific interaction. The girl was obviously nervous the whole time, as I guess any teenage girl would be in a strange man's car, but I really just wanted to help. 
and it felt good seeing her relief when I actually took her where she wanted to go. So basically after that, I started driving around at night and looking for other girls slash women that were by themselves and might need a ride. It took a while to actually find someone, which I guess is good, but eventually I did, and it just kind of became a night hobby where I would drive around and give these girls rides whenever I could find them, especially on the poor side of town. I started to do this regularly. I can admit it's a weird thing, and a lot of people may wonder why I just didn't Uber or something, but that isn't the same. I specifically enjoyed helping people I felt actually needed it, and I got this unexplainable enjoyment out of seeing them go from anxious to relieved every time they got out of my car. Does he, does he hear it? I explained that to my girlfriend, and she said it sounded extremely predatory, which I was confused by because I never even touched any of these girls, especially since several of them were underage and I'm not like that. She said it didn't matter if I did or not, though, and it was just inherently predatory slash weird. We had a big argument, but eventually we made up and I agreed to just stop going on night drives altogether. That was about a month ago and things were awkward the entire time, but we lived together fairly peacefully until earlier this week. I ran into some unexpected financial trouble last week when I suddenly needed new tires and it put me in a bit of a bind with taking care of my dad and all. I ended up having to take on more credit card debt to get everything done. And basically after that, I was just extremely stressed and ended up doing another night drive. I didn't even pick up any girls, but my girlfriend was waiting for me when I got home around 5 a.m. and we got into a big fight. She thinks I've been doing all that again. I haven't. This was my first drive in general in all that time. And she ended up just leaving to go stay with her sister. Basically, she said she's willing to work things out, but I need to get psychiatric help and quote, Stop preying on vulnerable women, even if I think it's harmless, as a means of coping. I am already seeing a therapist, so I don't really know what else to do. I don't see that earlier behavior as predatory at all, and I haven't even done that in like a month anyways. She just doesn't believe me. What more can I do besides continuing therapy? Whoa. Okay. So this is actually kind of crazy because on Sunday we went horseback riding all together mm-hmm. and then you were busy. So you went home, but I was at Alejandra's house until like decently late when I left her house. You know, she lives in a very, a neighborhood, like a pit, white picket fence neighborhood. Yeah. And there was a woman who was wearing underwear and a t-shirt and heels walking in the middle of the street. And m- my f- like first reaction was fear. And then my second reaction was help. Mm-hmm. And then, but but she didn't like do anything, you know, crazy, like, please help me kind of thing. She just kind of like waved her hand as if she was looking to get like picked up for hailing a cab, hailing a cab. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I kept going. But then part of me was thinking, well, like, what if she was in this situation where someone drugged her and then I could have helped her and then and then I went through this whole scenario in my head and then I thought like how you know now I'm feeling guilty and how I would have felt so good if I could have helped somebody Mm -hmm. so I can see where he gets this like got this like this feeling of like it felt so good for him to help somebody kind of thing and then wanted to repeat that feeling and feel like a hero the thing that I that I also thought though is why this is scary is because as we just talked about everything, you don't 
you also don't want to train people, especially if they're young girls, like 16 year old girls, <sighs> that it's okay to get into a stranger's car. Yeah. Especially if they just like look nice or dress nice. Like that doesn't always mean that they're, you know, nice. <laughs> so it's like, I think that it's, there's something with, I've heard about animals too, that even though it's, you know, if an animal comes up to you and you give them food and whatnot, then they're starting to learn and train that humans are safe, but then that actually puts them in more danger because that makes them more easily hunted or, um, yeah. Well, and that's the case, right? It's like if this, you know, 16 year old goes out again after a bad Mm -hmm. home situation and it's like, well, the first time I got a ride from a stranger, it worked out okay. Exactly. This is how yeah. Many, many women end up murdered. Yep. And even men. There is a, a what they think is a serial killer in Chicago right now. And there have been many men that have ended up dead recently. And the common denominator is they get in a car with a stranger. Mm-hmm. They're drunk. Yep. Yeah. So and I, I was in um, self-defense classes in college it was like an extra. I live. I love that. Yeah, love. That. Yeah. So um, that was one of the things. Is that the the reason that the person who she was a woman and the reason she decided to teach this class is because of the fact that she had an experience where she was either I can't remember now, but mugged or um, try somebody tried to take her. Yeah. And so she wanted to be able to know how to get away. So she got really into self-defense classes and then wanted to turn around and teach that to people that are in college campuses that are, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. So what happened throughout all of her training is she had so many stories from from all these people who the reason they decided to come to self-defense classes is because of, you know, their experiences. And one of the things she said is that, like, people always think that you need to be, like, worried about, like, someone who's, like, really grungy and, like, you know, like, as if that. But she's like, there was... Apparently, this guy had a really expensive car, really nice suit, like his hair was parted perfectly. And he like pretended to help this girl who was, you know, whatever, pulled on over on the side of the street. Mm-hmm. And she thought, of course, I'm like, of course. Anyway, like this guy ended up being a, a serial killer, like something like, crazy. And the fact that she got away was an actual miracle. But like what her point in telling us this is that like we, you know, when we're younger, people keep telling us that like, oh, like it's, you know, the way that they their body language, you'll know. But it's just like, no, like people, the best, the people that are the best at it are the ones that look like they're so cleaned up. Yeah. So or they just like they need help. They like feign an injury or like a disability of some sort and needing help. Hey, my tire's broke. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Which I remember on an earlier episode, I think we talked about Ted Bundy and how he was attractive and nice mm-hmm. looking. And that's how he got a lot of his victims. We, I believe someone in the comments corrected us or I learned about this later, but Ted Bundy actually got his victims by pretending he was injured, mm. needed help, help me. And, you know, you just don't know with people. And it's sad that we have to be on edge Mm -hmm. so much in our society. But that's the reality. Like, we live in a very dangerous world. And we shouldn't have to live like that. We should be able to go on night walks as a woman. But I don't feel comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. It is, it's scary. And so this guy, like, I get where his head's at. And it's it's really interesting because he is a caregiver in his life. He has to take care of his dad. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that he then, what makes him feel good is caregiving. But the thing that like really scares me about this is like, 
I get this unexplainable enjoyment out of seeing them go from anxious to relieved every time they got out of my car. That is weird. You're not only you're getting you're getting off on them going from scared to relieved. It's not just the fact that you're helping people, you're getting off on the feeling of watching them be anxious and scared and on edge to relieved the minute they get out of your car. So do you think that there's something like deep going on with him or I find it like hard to believe there's not. I guess I don't think he knows even. I think he mm-hmm. is like I don't think he's really dip, like diving, diving. What the fuck dove? is that word? Dove? I think dove. I don't think he's even dove into like what's really going on in his mm-hmm. head and what he's getting out of these mm-hmm. interactions, but it does not seem right. I think there's other ways to be a good person and help. Right. Senior citizens needs need rides to the pharmacy, mm-hmm. the doctor on a daily basis. And there's organizations you can volunteer with to do that. Yeah. Well, so I would just like to say, too, like, if I were dating this person, I would have the same reaction. I'd be, like, creeped out, pissed off, like, not okay with it, especially doing behind my back in the beginning. Um, and But then I, the only reason why I'm, I'm not quick to being, like, there's something, like, really deep going on is because I think about when I watch those videos with, like, like, I can't remember his name right now, but there's somebody that does them a lot where, like, he goes around and he gives people that are homeless you know, hundreds of dollars or like the first person that will help him in a store. Yeah. And like and the feeling that I feel watching this person like being in their own world or whatever. And then like the extreme like like crying of like being like, you don't even know how much I needed this. And then I'm crying and I'm like, why do I feel so good by that? Why do I feel so good watching that person just like go from like, you know, neutral or sad or whatever to happy and, and like and I, it's like that act of kindness that makes it's just like to watch how that can really like help somebody. So the fact that he kind of fell into it, it's not like he was like, I'm going to go on a mission to like go and, you know, yeah, like it's like, is, yeah. So, I mean, I have no idea without like more context, but I'm I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But like I also I don't I don't know. There could yeah. be something deeper going on. Well, and if you think about it from that lens, Maybe him being out there and being the good person that isn't going to murder them, as far as we know from this Mm -hmm. story, maybe he is taking those people out of a situation that could have put them in more harm. Mm -hmm. Like there's there's always that devil's advocate you can play with this, but it's just a tough one. It's just very clear that it's like this doesn't seem like a healthy coping strategy. And also, when are you sleeping? Like you're dealing with insomnia. When are you sleeping? You're taking mm-hmm. care of your dad during the day. You're a PhD student, which is very stressful, very rigorous, very demanding. And yet you're driving at night nonstop because right. you can't sleep. Like, when are you actually sleeping? Right. Like, you need to look after yourself, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy to hear that he is in therapy. But it's he- weird to me that a therapist would hear this and not be like, okay, let's let's develop some other coping strategies for you so that when you mm. are feeling anxious like this, you have, you know, people. Like, get him a pen though, pal across the, word, the world that's in another time zone. Yeah, it's, I always think that, though, because there's just so many different types of therapists that specialize in different things. Yeah, so it's absolutely. like, well, what therapist is he going to? And, and even if he's going to, like, a therapist who is does specialize in that, like— not everyone is perfect yeah. in their profession. So it's just like you don't always know like what's going on just because somebody has a therapist. But, yeah. But I I Absolutely. think I guess 
I'm I, I definitely don't think that this is the right coping mechanism at all. I think that's like a for sure thing. But I I don't know if I think there's something like super deep or if it's more of just like him trying to. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the top comment on this one is like a quote and bold. I think they're playing out a scenario based on what I'm skimming. Yes, officer. I do drive around late at night looking for young girls in the sketchy part of town. No, officer. <laughs> I don't offer my help to dudes or old people, just young girls. No, sir. I have no outlets for my altruism other than asking vulnerable young women to get in my car at 3 a.m., which I will say. <laughs> yeah, that's when he puts it that way. And I will say the fact that OP even recognizes, like, it didn't happen often, so I started going to the poorer side of town. Right. That's like not just helping people that you come across. That's going out of yeah. your way oh, for sure. to prey on people that you know are going to need help. Mm -hmm. Like it's such a weird ah. dynamic because it is like preying on people, but then it's also like preying on people to help them. It's so backwards. It's so it's, weird. It's really complex. But yeah. so this person goes on to say, You realize how quickly this could go south for you, mm -hmm. even if you never do a single thing wrong, right? You gotta stop. Like literally so never ever do this again. And maybe ask yourself, if you can't find some other way to scratch the altruism itch, is it really altruism motivating you? Which, that's a big word for Elmo. We're going to look that up just so we all have a clear understanding of altruism. I can't hear that word and not think about Taylor Swift's song. Is it in a lyric? Mm-hmm. How do you sing that? Uh, I can't remember right now, but it's in, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Altruism? <laughs> How do you even, I can barely say it. How does she sing it's it? It's like, Covert narcissism and altruism. I don't remember right mm, now. Okay, yeah. I can hear now. Yeah. <laughs> um, altruism, the belief in or practice of disinterested and self-concern for the well-being of others. Example, some may choose to work with vulnerable elderly people out of altruism. Got it. Oh, wow. oh, oh, I think she said covert narcissism disguised as altruism. I think that's uh, what they're Look at you, Swifty. <laughs> Next comment down goes... When I was in the military, I actually received a call from the police station because one of my subordinates was arrested for driving around looking to pick up girls. Granted, my subordinate was trying to pick up prostitutes at 10 a.m., no less. But if the cops, but if the cops catch OP, they won't believe whatever story he tries to spin so and will think he is attempting to pick up underage prostitutes. Yeah, that's so true. Also, like you might pick up someone. I mean, women still murder people. Women still can drug someone and rob them. Like, oh, yeah, there's we're, we're not in this like world where men only do the crimes. Like there's some shady ass gals out there, too. So this tourist uh, in Colombia, <laughs> he uh, was telling me that he's from London and he was like, I come here all the time because it's so amazing. The women are so amazing. I was like, cool. Another like weird interaction. Oh, my God. I was like, cool. And then he's like, except he's like, you can't trust them. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was sitting down like eating like a hot dog. I was just like. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. Good talk, bro. Bye. But anyway, he told me that like the night prior that he just got drugged by uh. a prostitute that he tried to pick up and that she stole absolutely everything and anything in his hotel room and that he <laughs> like doesn't have anything. He didn't have like his passport. He didn't have his cell phone. He didn't have any of his cash. He like nothing. Stole everything. And he's like, you got to be careful with these women. They're dangerous because maybe because don't. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, maybe just like. 
Go on Pornhub. Okay. Go on OnlyFans and pay someone for a subscription or a video chat. Like, I mean... But with what you're being, what you said, I'm like, I literally had someone just tell me this this past yeah, year that like, well, you know, that. Uh, and I don't want to like shit on people that do sex work because obviously do you, but, the, but I'm, I'm just very perplexed with both of these yeah. stories and your story. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm at a loss for words, I think for the first time yeah. in a while. Well, I was just agreeing with what you said that somebody you're like, women yeah. can also, you know, yeah. hurt people too, obviously. And yeah. so this guy literally just told me that story and I was like, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what did we just do to us and everyone <laughs> I don't know. for the first for the first 30 minutes of this know. episode. I don't know. It's not getting better, guys. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I titling this something along the lines of like, what did I just read? Mm-hmm. But at the end of this, we are all going to need eyes and ear bleach. Like, it is truly one of those episodes where it's like, oh my God. Have you ever been super stressed out when you try to go buy tickets for an event? Totally. It's miserable sometimes. Mm-hmm. How was the experience uh, the other night when I sent you to a Lakers game? Extremely smooth. Pretty easy. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Are we ready for the next one? Yeah. (laughs) That being said. Yeah. Okay, so this is coming from relationship advice as well. It was actually posted four years ago now. And it's coming back up. Um, it was reposted recently on Am I the Devil? And so it's like getting a new a new life. But it is titled, I pretended to have a vasectomy two years later and my wife is pregnant. Interesting. Interesting move. Despicable move. So, wow. That is like coercive reproduction. She did not consent to having another child she was bamboozled lied to manipulated yeah wow hello reddit i've been a long time lurker but i haven't posted i am a frequent user of this app however my wife doesn't really like it but i still want to be precautious as she knows my user so this is my throwaway account i am going through a horrible dilemma and i'm in so deep i have no idea what to do My wife and I have been married for nine years, and we have two kids together, and we aren't planning on having any more. Well, my wife is set on that idea, but I wanted to have at least five kids, and she only wanted to have one or none. This doesn't take away from the fact that she is a great mother. It's just her preference. Going into the marriage, we sort of compromised to have maybe two or three kids. I am set on having three, but she didn't want any more. It's been five years since having the first two, and around two years ago, she was hellbent on me getting a vasectomy. I wasn't comfortable with it and refused, but it became the center of our arguments. We dated for five years before getting married, so we have been together for a total of 12 years when this occurred. Now we have been together for 14 years. These were such lovely times, and I didn't want to end our relationship on this, especially since we have kids together. So I agreed to the vasectomy after months of arguing. Fast forward to now. 
My wife is pregnant. She doesn't know how this could have happened, but I do. Mm. I never got the vasectomy. Oh, no. Two years ago, I pretended that I got it and told her someone else took me to the appointment and I took off a week of work so I can recover from it. Wow. I okay. Went full in on that. Oh, yeah. I tried to be precaution during sex by pulling out, but it clearly didn't work. Now my wife is furious as I told her that the vasectomy could have failed rather than telling her the truth. She is also scheduling appointments with lawyers so she can sue the practice in which I received <gasps> the surgery. Ooh. However, if they have the records, it will prove that I never got it. Mm. Now my wife is also thinking about having an abortion, but I am trying to convince her to drop this whole thing. And if anything, this child is a miracle. What should I do now? I'm worried if I tell her the truth, then she will leave me. I don't want to lose her. She is the love of my life. I don't know what I can do without her. I know this is my fault, but please help me on how I should go about this. Okay, what? Why? Why, why, why? I feel like I have come across so many people that have done this in relationships where it's just like, because they don't want to argue, they'll just pretend and lie. And I'm like, why? And I'm For not, what? I'm, and I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not talking about like my own relationship. I don't want to like, I'm not trying to like, there's, I'm just saying in general, like hearing about other people's shit, it's like, why do people just, you can't, like, stop lying just say it be like stand your ground and say i'm not going to get it like if you don't want to get it then just be like i don't want to get it i'm sorry like it is my body it's my choice and like i respect that you don't want to have kids anymore but like then that you need to take care of that because it's like i don't want to like like i don't want to do that to my body and i'm okay with having a kid so if this is on you and like stand your ground because now you are just a psychopath now yeah like truly a psychopath. Yeah. And if your wife wasn't cool with that and she left you, then like that's what's supposed to happen. Uh, that's what should happen. But no, no, no. I'm saying the oh, b before. If, she, yeah. if he was like, I'm not going to give a vasectomy and she was like, well, then, you know, we're done. We're done. Then like that's what's supposed to happen. Or like, like hey, I'm going to be on birth control. Hey, thank you for telling me. I know I cannot control your body. Right. So you know what? I'm going to go get my tubes tied. Right. Even though, even though a vasectomy is less invasive and mm -hmm. less painful, I will do that. Right. Because everyone has a right to their own body. Right. And that's, yeah, that's fine and dandy. But tell yes. me, that's what makes me lie. so mad is when people just like, they'll just be like, mm, well, I don't want to, I don't want to keep fighting. So I'm just going to lie. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. Or like, oh, I don't want her to be mad. Or like, I don't want to, I don't want her to leave me. So I'm just going to lie. Like, mm -hmm. no. Tell the truth. And if she ends up leaving you, he ends up leaving you, whatever the situation, like, that's what's supposed to happen then. Yeah. You just got to do what's, you got to just be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that grinds my gears. For sure. Well, because it is four years old, like, it it has an upvote of zero. Like, people downvoted the shit out of it. And I just, like, clicked upvote right now just to see if anything would happen. It immediately takes it off. Okay. So the top comment was deleted, but the next one down goes... This made me physically sick reading it. As someone who is with someone with a vasectomy, I would be absolutely crushed if they betrayed my trust, lied to me, all for their own motives. Mm -hmm. Fess up now as this lie will become deeper and deeper. Yeah. After a vasectomy, you are supposed to go get a test to confirm it worked slash follow up. If you don't go, you don't know how effective it was. Stop building this lie. Mm -hmm. Be a grown-up and tell your wife the truth. Yeah. Your reasoning and remember, her body, her choice. 
You took that away from her by lying, but she has the ultimate say about getting an abortion now. I'm so sick to my stomach thinking someone would ever take a lie this far. Yeah. Be cruel and is hoping for Reddit to help continue the lie? Sit her down or write a letter first. Explain why you did this, your rationalizations, and apologize through and through. An abortion may be very traumatic for her, and you need to be there now for her more than ever. Mm -hmm. She will wonder what else you lied about. And now is the time to fess up and deal with the consequences as an adult. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like, if you don't believe in abortions, then you should do everything in your power to avoid them. Like, there's there's a, a Republican senator right now, and I don't care where you lie politically, but— a child having a child, yeah, that's unnecessary struggle. Mm-hmm. That baby, when they have it, will still be loved, but that mom and baby are going to have an uphill battle their whole lives. And so there's a Republican senator right now that has a 17-year-old son that got his 15-year-old girlfriend pregnant, and she's celebrating it. And she made her mom a 36-year-old mom. So it's like, this is a generational— uh, Yeah, yeah. She made her mom a 36-year-old grandma. So it's like, she is now a 36-year-old grandma. So it's like, her mom was a 36-year-old grandma. She is a 36-year-old grandma. And the cycle just keeps going. It's like, it's like I get you don't believe in abortion and you're pro-life. But then why not educate your kids on being safe during sex? Yeah. Kids are going to have sex. It's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm lucky I wasn't a teen, teen mom. My mom tried the whole abstinence, no sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. I still fucked around, <laughs> but luckily I didn't find out. Oh my God. Yeah. Also, that just reminds me when I was in college, I was just telling someone this the other day, but like I was passing by one of, I don't remember which hall I was in, but there was this girl who had a stand advocating for, um, you know, pro-life, which is fine. Yeah. And, and I, I had a ton of a communication classes. And so all we were always doing was just talking about different ideas and different perspectives. So interesting. Yeah. So I was at, I was genuinely like asking her about her point of view and like, <laughs> I got so pissed. She was, <laughs> she was telling me, she's like, she goes, condoms are murder. <laughs> I was like, why? So is having your period then. <laughs> Yeah, literally. So is having your but regular menstrual cycle. The point that she was trying to make is that you should never have sex unless you're having sex to have a child. And so anyway, so, so anything that you feels do, like Elle Woods. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I haven't thought about that in years. And so I don't remember who was talking about something like two days ago, but I brought that up and I was just like, it was such an interesting like because I went in there like trying to be really open minded and talking to her and I started getting angry and I was like, I need to leave. <laughs> people are wild we'll leave it at that i wish there was an update on this one i'm not seeing one i hope she found out i hope she did whatever her heart desired at the end of the day yeah i seriously hope you told her but wow Wow, don't lie to your partners people no and i i don't i tried to go look at the account right now and like the account's been around since may 22nd 2019 um but there's no update on it like Honestly, Reddit seems like it was a little uh, less controlled and moderated back then because the fact that this account isn't suspended feels like a miracle. It feels weird to be seeing this right now. But no other comments from OP, no update, and uh, that's all she wrote. Whoa. feels weird, you know, having that just view right now. Mm -hmm. But don't lie. 
like I think you, Lauren, you've said it best over there. You've yelled, "Don't lie, <laughs> don't lie." It's not that hard. And like accidents happen. It's the risk you take when you're having sex. So if we have any underage people listening, if you're going to have sex, please use protection. It's, and it's not just for babies, kids, yeah, fetuses. Mm-hmm. It's literally like there's so much shit out there that you can get stuck with your whole life. And yeah. if you have it, that's nothing to be ashamed of. But it's something you have to deal with. And it's another inconvenience. It's another yeah. another hurdle you have to ha- yeah. fucking hop over. Yeah. Right. <sighs> and that's what I that's kind of like weirdly, but I'm maybe it's where I'm at in my age or I don't maybe it's just in your years of wisdom my years of wisdom but I (laughs) yeah I always think that it's more I'm always more shocked that people don't use condoms because of not the pregnancy thing I'm like not even that worried about getting pregnant I'm just like more worried about like picking up things that have to be a a nuisance (laughs) yeah well and it's a crazy world we live in and people can easily lie as we've seen and heard during this story so The only person that can control your own body and fate is you. So take the proper precautions. There we go. Beautiful. Moving along. (laughs) Do you want me to read one to you or are you over it? Oh, do you have one? Well, because I told you the one that... Yeah. Yeah, you should do it. Okay. The title is, I'm leaving my boyfriend over a prank. I'm still shaken up a bit. So if this doesn't make sense, I apologize. Trigger warning, suicide. Mm Mm-hmm. I, 18 female, have been with my boyfriend, 20 male, for almost two years. I moved in with him last August, and things have been pretty rocky. My whole life, I struggled with my mental health, specifically depression, anxiety, and self-harm. I've been clean for a while, though. I also have a history of trauma, but I don't need to get into that. I made sure that my boyfriend knew this when we started dating, because I wanted him to be able to opt out of the relationship if that was too much for him to deal with. He assured me that it wasn't an issue. He never seemed to really get the whole mental health thing, though. He would make comments saying stuff like, depression is just spicy sad, and people with trauma should just get over it. He also thinks that only veterans can have PTSD. I've tried explaining things to him, but he just brushes me off, so I do the best to ignore him. Recently, he started watching a couple's prank channel on YouTube, and he started pranking me. At first, it was just small things like putting way too much flavor in my water or salt in a bite of my food, and I laughed it off. It didn't really bother me. But then he started jumping out and scaring me. That kind of stuff really affects me sometimes because of my PTSD, and I tried to explain that to him. He would apologize, but then he would do it again the next day. I was getting annoyed and frustrated, but I tried to let it be. Things escalated when last week he put a noisemaker under the toilet seat in the middle of the night. I woke up to go to the bathroom and I sat down and boom, being late at night and me being half awake and the loud noise all mixed together gave me a full blown panic attack. I was on the bathroom floor crying, having flashbacks after. I don't know how long I stopped crying and was just staring his face, but I was having flashbacks. He came in because I guess he noticed I was gone for a while. When he saw me sitting on the floor, he remembered his little prank and started laughing. I just stared at him for a second. I got up and called him an ass. I slept in the living room the rest of the night. The next day, I sat him down and told him that he cannot keep scaring me like this. No more jumping out and no more loud noises. He pretty much sighed and rolled his eyes, but he said that he would stop. Everything was fine for a week, and I thought the whole prank thing was finally over. 
Yesterday, I got home from being out with a friend and actually feeling better for the first time in a while. When I walked into the house, all of the lights were off, so I assumed that he was still at work, which isn't abnormal because sometimes he works late. I plugged my phone in because it died on my way back. And when it powered on, I got a notification that he sent me a text. It read, so sorry, I love you. And I replied saying, it's okay. I'll see you when you get home. Love you. And then I heard his phone ding in the bathroom. That was weird, I thought. I got up to go get his phone. And when I got into the bathroom, I saw him laying in the tub. The bath was full of water. There was an empty bottle of pills on the sink. And he was covered in blood. His wrists were cut. And there was just so much blood. Go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Fuck you. My heart just sank. I started having a panic attack. I was hyperventilating, crying, and I was just frozen. After a minute, I ran into the living room to get my phone to call 911. And then I hear splashing and laughter. Fuck off. What an asshole. I turn around to see him standing in the hallway just laughing. He said he got me and that I should have seen the look on my face. Yeah, that of someone that's looking at a dead person that they love and care about that just tried to off themselves. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe the feelings I was experiencing. I was so mad and sad and scared. I didn't even say anything. I just walked out of the house. I just kept walking it, and eventually I figured I needed to call my friend to come get me. At first, I didn't tell her what happened. I just told her I needed her to come get me and that it was an emergency. (laughs) Throwback to when you just offered that to me earlier today. Thank you, by the way. She came and took me back to her house. That's where I'm at right now. My boyfriend keeps calling me, and he sent me some text saying that he was sorry and that it was just a joke, and that I'm overreacting and that I need to come home. I'm not answering. I don't even know what I would say to him. Fuck you. My friend is going over to his house tomorrow to get my things while he's at work. She said I can stay with her for however long I need. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just feel numb. This is done. Yeah. This is absolutely done. After the toilet prank, like, that is bad. Oh, pop, fire. What are, what are those little things you throw at the ground? Mm-hmm. They're little firecracker. Firecracker. Like, things, fire yeah. poppers, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he taped those under the toilet seat. She sat down. They, like, whatever. That is scary. I don't wear my contacts at night to sleep. Obviously, I take them out. I am blind. Like, I am actually legally blind without them. Like, I can't see this far in front of my face. Like, literally six inches past, I'm done. So, I'm very vulnerable. I'm, it's dark. It's night. Like, you go to the bathroom and you try to just, like, go to the bathroom and you get pops. She also has PTSD, of which he doesn't even believe in. Mm-hmm. It's only for veterans. Yeah. Not true at all. And so he does that. And then she goes, well, this is done. No more pranks. This is a solid boundary. I can't do this anymore. No more pranks. And then he pulls off probably the worst thing he could ever do. Suicide is no joke. Mm-mm. Faking suicide as a prank, rot in hell especially the way he did it. Oh, God. She has a history of self-harm. And you do that? That... Mind-blowing. Like, she used to cut and hurt herself. What are you doing? Yeah. This is someone you love and should be cherishing and protecting. 
Well, and that's the thing, too, is that, like, I dated someone once who, how did, how did he put it? He was like, oh, <laughs> with mental health, he's like, no, 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 you just, you just choose not to. He's like, you just choose to be happy. And I'm like, at the time, I was like, I understand that there's truth to that. Like, you do have to make these choices to, you know, make yourself happy. Like, happiness doesn't just, like, fall in your lap. But when you when you are struggling with mental health, it's not like, it's not how it is for you. And that's what you need to understand is that you don't understand mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. But for you to just think that it should be just as easy for everyone else to just like choose to be happy. Like it's not, it's like, it can be such different levels of strength to make those choices yeah. as people that aren't dealing with mental health. And that's what I think that people, like some people don't understand where it's just like, I don't know what's going on with the, like this. I think there's way more than just not understanding mental health with this guy. Like, clearly. He is a psychopath. But it's so frustrating even in the beginning to just be like, I don't get mental health. Well, yeah, because you haven't had to deal with it. So instead mm -hmm. of just being an asshole about it, like, be thankful that you didn't have to fucking deal with it. Like, yeah. instead of just thinking it doesn't exist because you haven't experienced it. That... I don't know why, but I could not sleep last night. I was up till 4.30 a.m. I uploaded the Father Knows Something episode, so I do know why I couldn't sleep. But like, I just, after I got that done, I couldn't fall asleep. And I'm just thinking, and I'm like, I'm getting ready for this episode with Griffin and like trying to find stories that like they can speak to. And I don't get that opportunity all the time of a non-binary person. So anyways, I'm down this rabbit hole and I'm like, why is it with complex issues if people can't understand them in their minds, they're not real. Mm -hmm. Depression. If you don't understand mental illness, it's not real. It's mm -hmm. fake. It's made up. It's you being weak. If you don't understand being trans or non-binary, you're just being sensitive. That's weird. You're working too hard. We have these gender norms, blah, 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 blah. There's two biological sexes. Not true. There's intersex as well. So fuck that right there. And then I'm like, it's just like with this thing where it's like, just because you can't understand something or wrap your head around it doesn't mean it's not real or valid. Mm -hmm. I don't understand math or physics, <laughs> but I know it's real because we've obviously gotten to the moon and there's all these big formulas and shit. Like, it's real. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand how the world is flat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Just kidding. Excuse me, what? <laughs> You're a flat earther? This is how I find out my best friend is a flat earther? Sorry. I'm kidding and now I feel bad making that joke because I'm sure there's people listening that are like very flat earthers yeah if you're a flat earther please <laughs> message us let's get let's get to the bottom of this let's <laughs> let's work this out please sorry sorry I had I don't know why I had to but I did but okay, so <laughs> I will on. do a monthly zoom call with flat earthers because even I get that <laughs> and I'm not bright with those space stuff um <laughs> but no, you make them. You make really, really good points. You really do. Uh, I agree. Yeah, it's tough. I depression is tough. Um, complex PTSD is really tough. I mean, trauma can shape us. It's proven to shape yeah, our brains. Absolutely, it changes our brains. It really does. Mm. And oh, and I just saw this TikTok uh, that was talking about dating a narcissist for a long time and what that actually does to your brain because of all of that constant gaslighting it, I can't remember and I'm gonna sound like an idiot but it was basically something where it like it it starts to like shrink your hippocampus like mm -hmm. area of your brain and so your your short-term memory starts to suffer from from that your hippocampus is responsible for a lot 
converting short-term memory to long-term memory. Um, it, it plays a big, it's, well, yeah. And I didn't fact check this. It was just a TikTok that I saw, but I thought it was interesting because I do know, you know, some people that have been involved in relationships that uh, they believe that person, once they got out of the relationship, could have been a narcissist. Yeah. And so I just thought it was interesting to think, you know, that it is this, it's a, it's an interesting type of abuse that happens in a relationship where you, it's not as loud, you know, mm-hmm. as someone like hitting or someone like screaming like awful words. Like a lot of times it can be these like microaggressive aggress- yeah. comments, but how much it can really affect somebody. And like all of these moments in our life, all of these like, and we'll, put it all like trauma not even like saying trauma is like a really negative thing but like I like put I use trauma as a word for like basically anything that has happened to you that is kind of like affected yeah has a part in shaping who you are that is anything less than like phenomenal you know (laughs) or like exciting so um I think it is yeah it's true it's like everyone has all these different experiences so it's it's really it's really I think beautiful when we can recognize that we don't have all the same experiences and that we don't always have to understand to believe that it yeah exists I would love for everyone to get on that page I really would I I mean I have people in my life that don't understand being trans and you know I'm I'm very open Mm -hmm. and I fully believe in it like everyone should be able to live their life the way they see fit and there was something that you know, I was having a conversation with them recently, just trying to like talk about it. Like, why do you care? Like, why does this bother you if people choose to live their lives this way? Mm-hmm. And they really couldn't even articulate in their own words why it bothered them. And they also deal with depression. Mm-hmm. And I go, you see how hard it is in your day-to-day life to just be happy. Right. And they go, yeah, I do. And I go, it is so hard on this earth, in this life a lot of us live to be happy. Mm-hmm. If that makes them happy, why is that not okay? Right. Like it is so hard yeah. to just be happy. And I think that they were like, you're right. Like mm-hmm. people should be able to live their lives. Like yeah. it doesn't bother me. It doesn't really affect me. I'm glad you said that too, because that's something that I always try to bring up where it's like, I, I get that sometimes it, maybe it can be annoying, like the devil's advocate thing, but I think it's really important, like, especially like for me specifically, I, I don't know if it will always help other people, but like to be able to put myself in someone else's shoes and then even if I can't relate, put it into a situation where I can relate mm-hmm. and how I would feel. Because at the end of the day, like we are just all people that all struggle with different types of, you know, insecurities with different moments of you know feeling sad or happy or lonely or you know like what's the point like we all go through all these moments so I think like what always really helps me if I'm ever feeling like frustrated or or, like I don't understand is putting it into like a perspective of something that I can understand as something that I have experienced because I'm never going to experience everything you know Mm -hmm. so that's the only way that I can like be able to sympathize yeah so I think that's amazing that you did that yeah and it's just like it's all about growing right like we all have areas of growth like we all are we're only going to grow as big as our pond allows like I think that's what's so Mm -hmm. interesting about fish goldfish or whatever there's a saying where it's like a goldfish only grows as big as their environment will allow Mm -hmm. and so if you don't expose yourself to other people diversity cultures all of these abstract unknown air quotes concepts 
how can you grow? How can you learn? How can you move past the simple archaic structure Mm -hmm. that you've been raised in? Absolutely. And so I think that's for a lot of people that are closed-minded or uneducated or just stuck in their ways. It's, it's, you know, you might believe in what you believe in because you believe in it, but you also might believe in what you believe in because you don't know anything else. And so it's just trying to poke holes and shed light. And so it's, it's something I'm finding that's working, but I mean, this person is also dealing with a lot of depression. Like, I mean, in the same conversation, they were like, I've never had a happy day. And I'm like, you've never been happy. Okay. It's time to get help. But then there's this like stigma of mental health. And it's like, it's a whole rabbit hole. Like the moral of the story is like, we all just need to be happy in this life. And figure it out what makes you happy. Exactly. Like life is too short to not be happy and feel loved and supported and healthy and this relationship is none of those no, things no this, none of those things to bring the, it back yeah like, the, the time like this the this top is comment, nothing good the top comment is what the actual fuck you don't need to get and i'm doing this because it's air quotes yeah uh sorry I've, i'm like some people are listening some people, some people are listening yeah, there's a lot yeah. of listeners um but you don't even need to get mental health shit to know that pranking someone with a fake suicide is the most asshole move someone could ever do that if, if someone tells you to stop then you do so the next one responded and goes an asshole move is an understatement. He actually took the time to think this out and prepare the whole scene, which everyone knows is never funny. This guy is an absolute psychopath if he thinks this is a funny prank to anyone. Psychopath. Messed no, up. that's what I said. I'm like, he is genuinely like, I do not say that term lightly. I used to. And now I've kind of reeled it in. Yeah. <laughs> but like he is yeah. unhinged in the worst way. Yeah. This is breakup. This is do not pass go. Break up. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Wild. He is young. I get he's 20. He's a f- f- prick. But, but that's the thing is that like... He needs to grow the fuck up. What always gets me is that I... I mean, I pranks are fun. I think they're funny. Well, in certain like situations. <laughs> my face. But yeah, I know. <laughs> and, like, and But that's that's the, my point that I'm about to make is that pranks are fun and funny if you are pranking someone who thinks it's fun and funny. I don't understand how anyone could re- like repeatedly prank someone who doesn't enjoy it and find no. joy out of that. No. How do you watch someone have like zero joy and you find joy out of that like sucking like sucking the life out of somebody else and then you're like oh my god I'm so happy it's like it's funny when somebody like freaks out and then they start laughing afterwards and then you guys can laugh together that's when a prank is funny but if Mm -hmm. if the person doesn't like pranks which clearly your girlfriend had made that very clear to you yeah then like how do you just take it to the next level that that is like very concerning actually oh well it's not even like it's just everything you just said but it's also after the bathroom toilet seat prank she was having a panic attack on the ground and he came in and laughed yeah you see your girlfriend crying post panic attack on the ground and you come in and laugh Mm -hmm. versus oh my God, are you okay? You don't comfort her? Mm-hmm. Do you like her? Like, do you even like her? Yeah. It's like, it's the lack of understanding or trying to understand too. So it's like, he's like, oh, I just scared her and not realizing what that meant. You know what I mean? He, like, he might have something diagnosable, truly, to be honest. Yeah. Like he, I just don't get it. Me I don't neither. get why people don't take hey, please don't ever prank me again. This is a solid boundary. Okay, so do it harder. And do it 20 times yeah. harder. Wild. 
Well, anyway, that was a train wreck. That was yeah. a good one. It definitely fit the theme. Good job, Lauren. Thank you, Auntie Hey Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you always cheat the system and recruit the it's, people. It's not cheating. It's working smarter, not harder. I want you to work as hard as me. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you cheat the system too then? <laughs> I like leaving people not knowing what they're going to get from me. But no one knows that I'm going to read that besides Auntie Hey Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that little shout out. Yeah. Okay, moving along. Um, we do have some poop ones at the end, but I'm going to save them for the end because I know how all you people get. I wouldn't say all you people. Some people. It's probably like 20% of people that don't like them. Actually, I would say less. Like you really? 15%. Yeah. And people are like kind of wondering. They're like, why are you so obsessed with the poop stories? I'm like, I just find them funny. Like, yeah. I really, I don't have this weird obsession with poop, you guys. Like, no. I, I promise. Like, <laughs> I just find them funny. I, it's, a, it's a lighter thing than like some of the stuff that we talk about. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, look at the stories we've just listened to. Yeah. And like, let's laugh about some fucked up shit. Yeah, exactly. Literally. I mean, what like we've had centuries of laughing at farts not actually centuries actually how long have fart jokes been around for <laughs> okay well I used to think I was like my sense of humor is so elevated because I saw this video of like these two guys sitting there and like poo poo pee and like <laughs> and they would start laughing and they're like guys are so simple like talk about poo poo and pee and like they start laughing oh and God. I used to think oh I'm so elevated yeah. <laughs> my sense of humor is more sophisticated yeah. than that and then I get a oh shit story from reddit and I just love it it's, it's lighthearted. It's, yeah it's not necessarily hurting anyone it's gross it's inconvenient but it's better than oh my God. suicidal pranks. I was actually, it's I was embarrassed because I was listening to a Friday Beers skit thing on yeah. Loud. And my roommate was in the room and they were like, I forget what they said, but they were like, Jack Black, like the legend of farts. I'm so proud to be in the same room with you. And I started dying laughing. And then I'm like, this is embarrassing because usually I feel like people can't hear what I'm laughing at. Mm -hmm. And like, she can. So to reel this in. <laughs> anyway <laughs> you know sometimes you just gotta gotta embrace it yeah okay so this one is posted on today i fucked up it is titled today i fucked up by getting tested to donate a kidney to my wife i decided to get tested to see if i could donate my kidney to my wife of six years we have two kids together four female and two male my wife got sick just after our son was born and now is in need of a kidney transplant. We checked with her relatives and none were a match or a viable donor. Last week, I got tested. I knew it would be a long shot, so I decided to get tested to see if I could donate. I got a call the other day saying that I was a match. The doctor then said something about wanting to do additional testing due to some information from the HLA tissue test results. I didn't think much of it, and agreed. Then the results came in, and I was shocked and confused. He explained that because of how DNA information is passed down through generations, a parent to a child could have at least a 50% match. Siblings could have a 0 to 100% match. It was rare to have a high match as husband and wife. I asked, what does that mean? He said, that my wife and I have a, quote, abnormally high match percentage. Long story short, we're related. 
No. Whoa, uh, whoa. I, I don't know how I didn't. That didn't. That didn't happen. That, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it going there. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I was put up for adoption before I was born, placed into a family that moved across the country. I knew I was adopted, but we didn't have any information about my bio family. It was a closed adoption. I met my wife by chance eight years ago. I was on a trip from work and she was working at the site I went to. We worked together for a week. We exchanged numbers and kept in touch. I was sent back there three more times that year and each time we became closer. I was given the opportunity to be transferred out there in a new higher paying position in a different department as hers. The rest is history. I don't know what to do moving forward, but I know it may be wrong. She is my wife and the mother of our kids. This post is probably going to get removed, but it is all true. We do have an edit that I might just read because it gives us a little more info. Well, I'm, how, did did I miss it? Like, do we know how related? He didn't specify no. yet, really. Like, okay. they don't know if they're full siblings. Because if you're first cousins, according to Karen from Mean Girls, it's okay. I think second cousins is fine. Well, that was I'm a, fully in the boat. That was a, that was, no one ever gets my Mean Girls jokes anymore. <laughs> like, see, like, <laughs> Damn. No, I totally got it, but you I, did? I, yeah, because she jokes and she's like, well, "He's my first cousin, so it's okay." And they're like, "No, it sounds like Michael from Stiff Fox." <laughs> they're like, "No, that's your cousin. Second cousins is what you're." Th and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> I think second cousins is fine, and people can come for me well, for that's, that." But that's, like, no, that's what the that's what the skit was about. Is that second mm -hmm. cousins like don't cause any like abnormality? Yeah, abnormal. You know abnormalities. What I'm yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So the edit. Goes, look at the name, which his username is throwaway. Wife is my HS. Call me dumb, but it's not clicking right now. All of my family is from my adopted parents. My parents adopted me two minutes after I was born. Their name is on my birth certificate. They have not told me anything about my bio parents, and I don't have any info. Her family is not a match, as stated, above most of her family has low match potential or can't donate due to medical or other reasons. I am two years older than my wife. I do know that my wife was born when her parents were late teens. So it kind of makes you think her parents are also his parents and they had two accidental pregnancies, but because he's older and they were even younger teens, put him up for adoption. Is my H sister? What's HS? Hereditary sister. <gasps> <laughs> I don't know, right? Like, yeah, it seems right. Okay, top comment. Your kidney should work well then, eh? Wait, so, and they already have, they have two kids. So, and they're healthy. So, apparently, we, oh, we have some comments. Okay. I love when OP comments. Okay. That also, like, when there's comments from OP, it definitely does, like, make me believe it is more plausible and true. Someone asked me today, they're like, do you believe all the Reddit stories you read are real? And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know if this is, like, my toxic trait, but I do. I do. <laughs> because I know, like, life is more fucked up for a lot of people than what we read. And I'll give you an example. So I went on a podcast with um, Sarah Shower. BCC Club is Sarah's new podcast. It's absolutely amazing. 
And we were talking about Reddit stories. That's why I went on the episode with them, her and her co-host. And Sarah shared some stories after the Reddit. And I was like, okay, see, like the story you just shared, it it would have been bigger than any Reddit story Mm -hmm. we've ever had on this podcast. Truly. Like that story is. And so I'm like, this is why I believe they're all real. I really do. Someone comments and they go, knowing what you know, would you wish that genetic testing be reinstated in your state? OP goes, no. It looks like one comment was deleted. So I think I've talked about this before, but, you know, no, I know I have. But I was talking about a friend of ours that said something that, for whatever reason, really was profound to me and, like, really stuck with me. But And it's something that it's not that crazy. That's why I'm saying it's funny that I was like, whoa. But uh, she was talking about how, like, you know, like, her children are raising them. Even if they had zero, like, genes shared, there's no, like, it's all about raising them together. And so I kind of, like, thought back on that, too, when I thought about it with all these different situations. Like, as much as it's, like, really, like, hard for me to, like, because, again, like, we're talking about not being able to understand because, as I know right now, my siblings I did grow up with. So, like, that's disturbing. (laughs) But when it's someone you never knew, you never knew. It's like, then how, especially if you don't plan on having kids, because that was the story from the live show. Right. But then the fact that they already have had kids and, like, they're fine. Then it's like, well, what's... I think HS means half-sister. Oh, that would be a smarter one. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's half-sister. There are so, so many comments from OP, you guys. So I will be sure to post the link for this in the description. If I forget, just yell at me and upvote it and I will I will find it again for all of us. I do see half-sister in here. Okay. But there are so, so many comments from OP. I mean... Someone goes, sorry, but how is it that the doctor told you but not her? What makes you think the doctor won't tell her? Is there precedent in HIPAA rules for this? Wait, hold up. So he doesn't want to tell her? He doesn't want to tell her. We'll get to that. And OP goes, yes, I went in to get tested solo. He only dealt directly with me. I did not tell him much information. I believe he speculates but doesn't know. He just told my wife I'm a good match and will begin the process. And so someone goes... I see one risk. You plan on talking to your wife after the surgery and after recovery. These various ways that your wife could accidentally find out before you tell her. And at that point, maybe your wife could be easily better than this. No amount of claiming that you were definitely going to tell her XXX point in time and wait was justified because YYY will be convincing. This is not a thing where you get to decide when she's capable of handling the information. I think you should tell her right now. Mm -hmm. I would be upset if my spouse found out something that monumental about me and thought that I couldn't handle hearing it immediately. And OP goes, that is a risk I'm willing to take. Mm -hmm. It is so hard seeing the person you love to your core slowly dying, Mm -hmm. trying to put on a happy and brave face for her friends and family. But then you get the news that you can help her and increase her life. The woman that has been strong for everyone breaks down because she now has hope, who is now smiling and looking forward to a future again. I'm not going to be the one to ruin her happiness. She might be upset, but I think she will be understanding. Oh, I really liked that response. Actually. Yeah, I I completely agree. And yeah. someone else goes, someone else like 
quotes something and it's quoted, I love her more than I would a half sister, which is why I think HS half sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they go, I mean, it sounds like you love her the same. Now get her stuck somewhere and you can really live some fantasies. What? Ew, you fucking pervert. Like, stepsis stuck in the washer. Oh my God. Did that get votes? Or are you just reading? It got votes. Negative eight points. Okay. I'm going to go give it its ninth. Um, OP goes, never really had a half-sister before. I've had a wife longer. Yes, absolutely. Like, when someone is so critical, they're dying. And there's another comment I scrolled I scrolled too fast. I got too excited. There's another comment basically being like, I'm not going to tell her. Like, she is dying. Yeah. Like, and then it's like, well, what if she dies? Like, you want the dying person to like, that's their last thing that their husband is their half brother. Like, uh, like when someone is so critical and this is craziness, there's, there's so many studies on this. I actually, for my doctoral capstone, I talked about addressing mental health in the acute care setting. Like that was my whole doctoral thesis. And there are so many studies that show if people who receive organ transplants are having mental health issues, their transplant acceptance rate Mm. goes down. So why even jeopardize this for her? Mm -hmm. He is making the ultimate sacrifice of losing his kidney. Once it's out of his body, he can't take that back if it fails for her. So why would you even risk something going wrong in this dangerous, life-threatening process? I'm sorry. He can sit on that for a year. Let her heal. Let him heal because he's also taking a big risk. Donor organ transplant is harder on the donor than the recipient. Usually, especially with kidneys, I've heard. Just let people make their choice. But like, wow, wow. I think I'm the more like messed up person this episode. <laughs> what does that mean? That you think I'm messed up in other episodes? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> really? I'm like reeling over here. I'm just like stumbling. I'm like, oh my God. Ah. But you think I'm normally the messed up person? I mean, you like you have these big reactions and like it's because you don't know what's coming. <laughs> but the word, Morgan, messed up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read this one. I didn't read this one before. I obviously didn't know the one you read before. I mean, I didn't even really read the drive-by pickup one. Like I saw the title and then like read the TLDR and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so like maybe like reactive, the more reactive one. That's bad. <laughs> I don't mean like messed I'm I say messed up so lightheartedly. <laughs> like, oh, you got a little too drunk. Oh, so messed up. Like, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone uh someone comments. So she wakes up, you drop the bomb about you being her brother slash cousin, and that causes her to reject the kidney. You're taking away her autonomy. It's not fair to her. If you really love her, tell her the truth. And OP goes, Yes, I technically am. But I would rather do that than let her die. Yeah. Which is not fair. I, if he never if he never planned on telling her, that's a different story. Yeah. He's planned on telling her. It's and like honestly, I can't like I'm I can't not tell like the person I'm with like what's on my mind. So it would be the hardest thing for me to keep that secret for them from them. Yeah. And so that that's tough. And like yeah. he's making that decision because that's in her best interest. Yeah. Well, and so he goes on to say, what is not fair is the fact that she is sick. 
What is not fair is the fact the most amazing woman in the world is fighting for her life. The world is not fair. If I really love my wife, I will tell her the truth? Question mark. I'm giving her a chance to live a long and healthy life. Yeah. Yes, I'm selfish for making this decision. I will make it 100 out of 100 times. She will know the truth. I don't plan on keeping there it from go. her forever. Once she is out of the danger zone, I will. There you go. And so someone comments to that and goes, she's going to be on immunosuppressants for the rest of her life. But hey, do what you think is best. Okay, that's not what he's saying. OP responds, hence why I said out of the danger zone. Yeah. Not healed and 100% better. I understand that this will cause us both to be in a medically compromised situation. Would you rather be in a situation where you might die tonight? Would you rather have your world flipped upside down or know you are loved unconditionally and happy? If I'm going to die later tonight, I want to be loved and unconditionally happy and maybe a little drunk. Yeah. Same. I don't want to find out that Justin's my brother. Me neither. This is like one of those stories and I have a theme. I... I have had this theme, but it's kind of hard to find stories for it. But it's like, like, shut the fuck up, Reddit. Like, Reddit, you are wrong. And these people going off on him, it's like, I think they're wrong. Like, this, they are so annoying. I want to just go, like, give horrible Was, was there wife. anybody that was on his side? I think so. Like, looking at the top comment on the post, they're kind of all, like, joking. Um, <gasps> We have an update. Oh, let's go. Oh, wow. This is going to be a long episode. Sorry, Andrew. Also, you can keep that in. You got to, Andrew, you got to let the people know you edit. So thank you, Andrew, for editing this one. Um, So it's like today I fucked up. Update. This is an update. Original post was about two weeks ago. Not sure how or if I can post a link. So this is 13 days old. Yes, I know I misspelled across. Yes, I do have bad spelling and grammar. Yes, I am stressed and freaking out. Yes, I can play the banjo. No, there was no genetic test when we got married. Our state stopped that in the 1990s. No, my wife has never been stuck in the dryer, but she once got stuck under the bed. Dot, dot, dot. Joke. Okay. <laughs> I think, like, everyone basically shit on the yeah, original yeah, yeah, post yeah. and was, like, yeah. making so much, okay. like, fun of him. So he had to, he was just, like, he's owning, dealing with, owning it, yeah. owning all the shit, yeah. The reason I did not go into too much detail is to try to not be so specific that I or my wife might be recognized. Yeah. Well, the front page of Reddit didn't help with that. Thank you all for your comments and feedback. I didn't respond to them, but I did read all of them. The reasons her family couldn't donate was that close relatives had some medical issues that prevent them from donating. Examples, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, heavy drinkers, and more. The further out we tested, the less percent of a match. I wanted to be tested because we needed to find someone. The doctor said it would be unlikely, but went her to try. I was freaking out after I got the news and had to get outside advice. When the doc said that the percentage was abnormally high and that we might be related, I kind of zoned out and started to piece things together in my mind, especially because he's adopted. My parents live a thousand miles away. They met my in-laws a few times, once at the wedding and when both my children were born. My children are fine. My daughter is incredibly smart for her age. My son is a handful and healthy. The way my adoption worked was when my bio mom gave birth to me, I was checked out and put in a different room. I was there, but don't know how it worked officially. From what my parents explained, they were in that room waiting. They never met my bio mom in person. My bio mom only had a profile and picked them out of many candidates. 
I called my parents and told them that I needed to know everything they knew about my bio mom. They told me that they had limited knowledge. They said she was a single mom that was 16 years old. The father was not in the picture. Also, I was born in a hospital one hour from where my wife was born. Like I said, limited knowledge. Growing up, I didn't want to find out about my bio parents. To me, my parents were always my parents. I knew I was adopted and that it was a close adoption. I figure it wouldn't matter long term. I'm not going to do an additional at-home DNA test through any of the traditional testing sites like 23 or Ancestry due to personal reasons, like the possibility of the family finding out. The doc said all of this only to me, not with my wife present. Some of the additional tests were done through the doctor, which was a CM test. I'm not an expert on DNA testing. They said it was like a 1900 plus CM match. This basically confirms one of my bio parents is one of hers. It can also mean first cousins or aunt slash uncle. I'm guessing her dad. When my kids were born, my parents brought photos of me as a baby and commented that I and my son looked a lot like my wife's dad. My son was easily explainable, but all three of us are a different story. I'm not going to bring this up ever. I might look at my father-in-law differently, but nothing will hopefully change. I hope none of the family goes on Reddit and connects the dots. I am donating my kidney to my wife. We have started the full process. That takes time and a lot of preparation. I plan on talking to my wife after surgery and after recovery. We will decide what to do with our kids, if we are going to get them tested or ever tell them. I will not be leaving my wife. I love and will always be there for her. I made vows and will keep them. I love her more than a half-sister. So I think I accidentally read some of the comments that were from the update. So sorry. But I don't even care if they're siblings at this point. I think when adoption comes into play, like that's the hard part. Mm -hmm. Like when you are adopted, you don't often get to know your bio family, your birth parents. Mm -hmm. Like you you kind of lack that information and well how much there's not much you can do like it just is what it is i don't know if i said this on here oh crap okay if anyone watches umbrella academy and they're not far into it then fast forward skip like a little bit because i'm gonna give some stuff away but um but basically so th they were all raised together Brother and sister, they all call each other brother and sister, mm. all of them, <clears throat> but they're all not actually brother. They're all adopted. And so then one of them is like obsessed with his sister, hmm. like all throughout growing up. And like, to be honest, I thought that that relationship was more like incest, incestuous. In yes. Than like any, than, than the other stories that we hear, because I would agree because they're raised together. Yeah, they're raised together as brother and sister. As children. So it's yeah. like, even though, and like, and it's at the same time, it's like, well, it's not technically like at this point, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck is right or wrong, but I'm like, it's not technically wrong. <laughs> like, I'm like, like they're not related, but at the same time, if these two people who are related, who were not raised together could have children together that were not, you know, didn't have issues. Cause like from my understanding, I, yeah, but then no, it it it's so interesting. And here's where I think like, yeah, you can have like a general rule of thumb, like, hey, you shouldn't marry your brother or sister. Yeah, whether it's adopted or 
yeah related like if you can avoid it like maybe do absolutely yes but at the same time i do understand like if you do have a big family and a lot of kids are adopted and like they were adopted at different times and didn't like fully grow up together like i can understand being in the same boat you're close and then like you're not related at all but you're adopted siblings and you fall in love and get married like i'm like okay well i think i'm fine with that too so so yeah it's, it's interesting it's so, right yeah it's so interesting so it's like general rule of thumb if you share dna yeah you probably shouldn't have kids together or get married if you grew up together but if you didn't grow up together then it's a little better but like hey if you like because I think I told it's you, really messed up well I think I told you that I like like for, this is an example of what I think is like what I think is strange and I'm so sorry if I'm offending anyone but this is just my personal opinion like like my I dated somebody who came from a very small town where apparently like everybody like was in they why can't I say that word? Incestuous. Thank you. I'm just gonna I'm gonna look at you. I'm gonna say in and then have you finish. Yeah. But so <laughs> but he basically was telling me that like his teacher, like he asked her to prom and she went to prom with him. His teacher? Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah so uh, no, there, there's eye. there's a lot of weird things and then and then how also, small was their town 25 people <laughs> very small like you couldn't ask and any other girl to was, prom and then he was telling me that like oh, you just made me actually have an accent <laughs> <laughs> but then he was telling me that that he had people in like lunch rooms that were brother and sister that would literally sit on each other's laps and make out during lunchtime <gasps> Yes, like oh. brother and sister, like like genetics <sighs> raised together, like everything. What like, town is this? It's somewhere like in Northern California. I don't even know, like, but some type of really small town. Yeah, I don't know the town. But anyway, so, and then he was telling me that there was a, there was a guy there too, who like everyone knew that his parents were brother and sister, full brother and sister. Oh my God. And he had six toes. And it <laughs> Justin had six fingers when he was born. Well, I'm not saying that having six toes makes you like, you know, have parents that are mm. brother and sister, but I'm saying Weird that like that happen. was that was there was just all these random things from his like hometown stories that oh were God. all about like just very this like v- like and there's a, that, there's something in the water there. That that's weird to me. I'm sorry. That's like, weird. The fact he weird. took his teacher to prom, weird. Okay, maybe it was his friend that took the teacher to prom. I don't remember. There were so many weird stories. But, like, regardless, the it fact was... the teacher was allowed to go. Exactly. What? Exactly. <laughs> Did they take pictures at their family's house before together? Well, hey, mom and dad, this is my teacher. This is Mrs. Brown. Yeah, I'm like, unless you were, like, a fourth grader and it was, like, supposed to be really funny. But I'm like, no, you were in high school. That's, like, that's strange. I'm a little nauseous. <laughs> it's, the it's brother and sisters so making weird. out. Is yes. A- they they go back home together and their mom tells them when to do their homework together. Like, and they're sitting I on each other's... Go- I want to go back. Yes. Can we back this up? But like, that's... I want to okay. go home. <laughs> I just wanted to like clarify like where my thought process is at because I'm like... <laughs> Giving benefits of the doubts with like these situations. Oh, donate know? the kidney for sure, buddy. Like, like I love this. Yeah, donate love this. for sure. But I'm like, there's like there's there's things that are strange that like make me uncomfortable. And then there's things like this where it's like this is just a weird situation that no one could help. And like it's yeah, it, it is what it is. You weren't raised together, like no. And like, uh, what would you choose? Oh, not donate my wife. A kidney because she's my sister or, oh, like, 
and she I, dies, like clearly yeah. you love her. You have exactly. kids, and you don't want to like make your kids motherless. Like people are dumb. Like yeah, well, I don't, and the thing is, like if if he genuinely like if he could never think about it the same again, like then that's a different story. Like even he, donate the kidney and then break up. Right, exactly. And then like everyone has a right to feel how they feel about that. Yeah. But the thing is, is like I've said this before. Like you can't just unlove someone overnight. No, and so it's Mm-mm. like if you love someone as a wife for however many years, then it's like. You can't just unlove them and like, I mean, maybe some people can, but like, I don't yeah. think that's a very natural thing to do. So like, I I support whatever decisions people in this situation, which clearly now this has happened a few times, decide to make. Yeah. So the top comment on the update is supportive. The comments on the original post, like We're super, yeah. And I get like the subreddit it was getting posted on is Tiffu today I fucked up, so it is okay. more of a comical subreddit. Got it, yeah, it's not relationship advice. Where right. if he would have posted there, he would have probably got more heartfelt, mm-hmm. genuine, thought out responses. Okay, and that's the thing about Reddit. If you go to Reddit, like choose your subreddit you're posting into yeah. wisely, because it's the difference of getting torn apart and made fun of, or getting thoughtful, genuine advice that you yeah. need. So the top comment on this one is, you're doing a good thing. Despite what you now know, your priority is to the person you love. You had no idea how genetically close you were until this moment, and your wife needs help. It will be a huge shock to her, and maybe the best thing to do would be to tell your kids when they are mature enough to take that information seriously. Obviously, that's something you and your wife will have to talk about. If I had found this out about me and my other half— we have an 18-year-old daughter together, it would not change how I feel about them, but I would definitely not have any more kids in case complications arose. I hope that the transplant is a success and that you both enjoy a lot more time together. Next comment down, best comment I have read on this or the previous one. I can't get what fun people are finding in a critical situation that's out of everybody's hands. And I think that's the bottom line here. It's like, mm-hmm. if you can help someone you love, you should. Finding out this weird information, mm-hmm. happenstance, they could have gone their whole lives without knowing this. What does it change, really? It shouldn't change anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've shocked us all into silence. This is the point in the episode where if you don't want the poop story— you tune out. But I will say it is coming from the Two Hot Takes subreddit posted by one of our very own winter sky underscore star. And it's only got 131 upvotes. So I don't I don't think a lot of you have seen it. So again, trigger warning poop. <laughs> You're so kind. Like the fact that you just like <laughs> I put it at the end, too. I know. That's why I'm saying you're so yeah. kind because you're just, you like, you I'm heard that. I'm trying to be considerate. Yeah, that hurt some people. It was really, a, and it's one of the <laughs> things, going back to the fact that, like, sometimes, like, we don't always understand if we don't feel or experience something. And it's like, I think that poop is really gross. Like, the idea of, like, seeing it, smelling it, oh, anything. really? Yeah. What do you oh. mean? Even I picked I thought up- you found it funny. I think stories are funny. Okay. But if I'm picking up like a dog's poop, for example, like gag every time. I don't enjoy that. I try to like, I don't like the feeling. I try to do it really quickly. Like I just, I don't enjoy that at all. But like for me, when I hear the stories, it's like, it's too far removed for it to be gross to me that it's just, it's funny. Mm. So I understand how, if I were to put myself in that 
frame of mind where if I'm picturing the fact that I'm smelling it or like, yeah. Can I say something about dog's shit real fast? Of course. <laughs> Why, like, if you're buying biodegradable dog shit bags, I I appreciate that. But why are we taking something that is biodegradable? Oh, my God. And I'm not saying we should... I think about that all the time. I'm not saying we should leave dog shit on the streets. We should 100% throw it away. But why are we taking something biodegradable and then wrapping it in plastic that's going to sit in a landfill for a thousand years? I think about that all the time. Thank you for saying that. I literally have never had this conversation with somebody. Really? But, like, I always think about it because I'm like, well, now, like, you know, I live with a dog, so I take the dog out a lot. And I'm just like, I also don't know if I told you this, but, like, I had a neighbor yell at me which was so weird because I go like in this back alleyway because it's a very it's like way more residential whereas on my front street is very busy Mm -hmm. and so I go back there and take the dog on the walk and anyway the dog pooped I picked it up and then I'm walking back and there's always other dog poop that's not our poop (laughs) sorry not his poop (laughs) Yeah, I see where this is going. But anyway, and so then this guy comes out and he goes, he goes, hey, this is your poop. Mine's right here, bitch. (laughs) And he he goes, you you clean up after the dogs. And I go, yeah, I do clean up after the dogs. You should have threw it at him. No, I literally, I like held it up and I was just like, and I do every single time. And I go, but thank you for your hostility. And I don't get like Good that with people unless like they like put me in that yeah. place where I was like, as but, you should. Yeah, I was like, thank you for your hostility. And he just looked at me kind of like taking aback. Yeah, he wasn't. He ex- didn't think you would he, say anything. No, he didn't expect me to come back at him. But I was just like, what the fuck? But anyway, you should have thrown it at him. <laughs> you can tell I'm getting a little drunk. Yeah, I'm getting like, oh, <laughs> fight him. That's not usually my move, but <laughs> I'll consider it next next time. time. If he comes out again, well, throw it at him. Yeah, but but no. So anyway, it was just. Something that I have been thinking about where I'm like, people are so, you know, they don't want poop to be on the lawn, which I understand. Yeah, it's gross. Like it's and you don't want to step, step on it. poop. Like it's yeah, it is gross. Yeah. But I remember when I was very young that my uh stepmom was telling me she's like, poop is fertilizer. Like yeah. dog poop is fertilizer. Literally, if you go buy bags of dirt for your garden, a lot of it has cow shit in it. Yeah. And so I it was one of those things where it was like I I heard that a very at a very young age and so now I always wonder I'm like yeah well what why do we do that it like and I hate the idea of thinking about stuff just sitting in the landfill just like never like like it like irks me the oh idea of it like I hate throwing away things that like I know just like are not going to like degrade on it just it like well you want to know it's like even almost worse what this is coming from my brain in 2013 This was a college class I took and it was all about like green renewable energy. And we talked about like at the time back then, stainless steel water bottles were becoming popular. Now they're everywhere. Stanley cups and the like water bottles you buy from Starbucks, like stainless steel renew, like reusable water bottles are all the thing. And you have to use that water bottle at least 2013 brain here. 1500 times before it actually is sustainable otherwise it costs more on the environment to harvest those materials and produce it so if you only use it 100 times you fucked up harder on the environment than you would by just using whoa a regular cup Okay, see, that's the thing is that only buy one metal water bottle guys I have caused fights in 
like past relationships over being like, please recycle. And so it's one of those things where I have told myself that I'm like, I need to stop like doing myself harm because it's not good for it's not it's just not the energy is just not good. And Mm so I actually don't look in as much as I care. I try actively not to care because I get like I get too anxious about it so I like to like like not know all these like stats because otherwise I'm gonna be so like I like like my roommate she throws like a can away and I'm like don't throw a can away and I'm like recycle it (laughs) it pains me when people don't recycle and I'm like I can't like it's so easy I know but I'm like but it just like that's it's this weird thing where I'm like I also I don't as much as I want to know more to like help more Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm going to help the world less by putting out negative energy because it's going to give me anxiety and like I'm going to be like no and each person uh, can only do so much like there's also this thing where it's like no matter how much we recycle we're kind of doomed until the big corporations get on board because they're the ones causing an abundance of the damage right right? like I don't know the percentage but it's more than the people um also quick google search I'm not finding any new sources. I'm only finding sources from 2009. But it basically says, what it comes down to is this. If your stainless steel bottle takes the place of 50 plastic bottles, the climate is better off. And if it gets used 500 times, it beats plastic in all the environment impact categories studied in a life cycle assessment. That's from 2009. The mm-hmm. fact I can't find a recent source is a bit concerning, mm. but for some reason I have 1500 in my head, but I mean this is a New York Times article, so 500, 1500, maybe split the difference at 750. Okay. That's yeah. not the difference, is it? I don't know. We don't have, we don't know everything. Like that's what people need to remember. I think the difference <laughs> is a thousand. No, 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 the difference is a thousand. Okay math okay let's get on to this yeah (laughs) let's get get into this shit so this is titled very direct title by the way my husband's friend shoved his shit down our sink Hmm. trigger warning poop poop on hands contamination um hi morgan there's a little note i'm not gonna read it thank you though i see it This happened at the end of 2019. My husband, Matt, 35, has been friends with Chris, 35, since kindergarten. Chris is socially awkward and a bit of a loner, but he's such a nice guy and has always been a good friend to my husband. Chris has a girlfriend who is also socially awkward. She has a spoiled brat attitude, but they are happy. Chris and his girlfriend come over to visit us since we just had another baby two months prior. Whenever I have guests over, I always put out a spread of food. Pizza, charcuterie board, veggies, etc. We always tell everyone to come hungry because there is always lots to eat. Well, Chris and his girlfriend decided to go out to dinner before coming over. Important fact for later. We invite them to come sit with us at our table. After some socializing and them eating their, quote, second dinner, what they called it, Chris excuses himself to use the washroom. We live in a small home with only one bathroom with a very tiny window. He was gone about 15 minutes. We didn't think much of it because we know he has some stomach issues. Our house starts to get a little smelly. After he finally emerged from the bathroom, his face is a little sweaty and a waft of shit smell starts to linger throughout the rest of the house. 
My husband goes to use the bathroom shortly after Chris. He comes out, and there is this look of shock, I will tell you later, on his face. Then the girlfriend uses the bathroom after my husband. She poops, and it stinks even more like shit in our house. <laughs> See, I just find it funny. It's the... It's the fucking winter, so opening all of our windows was not an option. Our bathroom smelled worse than anything I've ever smelled before. They even said it smelled bad and apologized for the smell. We crack the bathroom window and then light a ton of scented candles and incense. To my surprise, girlfriend helps me clean up the kitchen after we are done eating and go hang out in the living room. They finally leave around 12.30 a.m., two hours after they both pooped and our house still smells like shit. I go to the bathroom and I notice something brown on the towel. I sniff it. It's shit on my hand towel. I throw it straight in the garbage. I come out of the bathroom and my husband is standing right outside of the bathroom door giving me the same look from earlier. I say, there is shit on the hand towel. My husband says that when he went into the bathroom after Chris, there were streaks of shit in our white sink. Shit on the tap handles, toilet, flush handle. My husband cleaned the bathroom with disinfected wipes. We keep on top of the back of the toilet tank. That was in all caps. My husband was grossed out. Then we started freaking out. Chris must have gotten shit on the hand towel. His girlfriend then used the towel. Then she helped me clean my kitchen. I immediately grabbed every single item she dried and threw it in my sink with bleach and hot water. And now, almost three hours later, our house still smells like shit. Matt messaged Chris and said, Hey, what the fuck happened in the bathroom? I found shit all over the sink and toilet after you used it and our house still smells like shit. Chris then said, <laughs> "That's so blunt, dude. <laughs> Just call him out, dude. What? What's hey, what, what happened in the bathroom? There's shit all over everything. <laughs> everything, literally everything he touched." Chris then said, "We forced them to eat, knowing they went out to dinner, and it caused him to have a huge poop, which clogged the toilet." Oh my god. He flushed and the water began to rise. So in panic, he reached into the toilet, grabbed a handful of poop, and started to shove it down the sink and used the sink stopper to try and get it to go down the sink. First of all, I love the lack of responsibility here. Well, you forced me to eat, so my shit was big. <laughs> Is that really how you're going to start off your excuse? Buddy, that has been in your colon for longer than what you just ate. Oh my God. My husband and I were speechless. We were so grossed out. My husband told him he could have pulled him aside and asked for a plunger. Mm -hmm. And why the fuck did he think it would be okay to leave shit all over the place? Why couldn't he clean it? He said he was embarrassed, but leaving your shit in someone's sink isn't more embarrassing? We went into the bathroom, gloves on, a bottle of heavy-duty cleaning supplies, I pulled out the sink stopper, and every nook of it is compacted oh, with no. shit. Oh, no. Our sink drain clogged with shit. No. I'm crying and about to vomit. Everything in our bathroom, sink stopper, toothbrushes, etc., whatever was on the counter, 
into the garbage. It took two bottles of Drano and our sink was still clogged. We were pissed and so grossed out. Chris begged us not to tell his girlfriend. They were all over each other that night. We suggested he tell her so she could sanitize her cell phone and inside of her car. (laughs) But at this point, he still had not apologized and is still saying that it's our fault. Oh my God. Because we were good hosts who put out food. The next day, I get a message from the girlfriend. She apologizes. I'm now confused and ask why she is apologizing. She said, Chris told her we were upset with them because they took shits at our house and (laughs) stunk the house up. I then message Chris and ask him why his girlfriend is messaging me. He didn't tell her what he did, but I told him that if he didn't tell her, I would. Because someone should not be apologizing for having a bowel movement. Yeah. The girlfriend messaged me again, and she is so embarrassed by Chris and apologizes for his actions. My (laughs) My husband messaged Chris and uninvited him from an upcoming boys trip they had. He was so grossed out and needed some time before they could hang out again. Due to COVID, it was more than a year before they hung out again. It was quite a while before my husband started talking to Chris again. The girlfriend drunkenly messaged me and blamed me for the guys having a falling out. What? Oh, my God. I quickly reminded her that the falling out was due to her boyfriend shoving his shit down our sink and leaving poop everywhere. Her response was, quote, so you had to clean a grown man's shit out of your sink. Get over it. (laughs) She thinks I'm the one who won't let my husband see Chris because I think he's gross. But really, it's my husband who decided to pull back a bit from their friendship. They hang out now, but I can never look at him the same way. We moved a couple of years ago, and I refuse to have them over to our house. The girlfriend thinks I'm the asshole who ruined their friendship— but I think he kind of did it to himself. A hundred percent. Well, it's not, it's not her, it's not OP's fault at all, first of all. Um, but at the, okay, I have a, f- a few different conflicting f- thoughts because yeah. one, it's absolutely not OP's fault at all in the slightest. However, I do understand how the guy, the boyfriend was extremely embarrassed because I don't know if anyone else has clogged a toilet before, but like I have. And like, even if it's within your own house, it's fucking like embarrassing. You're like, what is going on? And so to be like a guest in someone else's house is like panic mode, panic mode. Like he probably was like, oh my God, I need to get rid of this. Like the fact that he didn't feel comfortable enough just shows that it was like, it was an insecurity. He felt like very panicked. But what I think is fucked up is that he didn't just say like, I'm sorry, like, I fucked up. Yeah. To be like, well, you fed me too much. That's where I'm like, dude, fuck You off. didn't have to eat. Yes, own have up a to bite your of shit. A, have a bite of, like, one carrot or maybe one piece of cheese on the charcuterie board. But, like, just because or, someone's <laughs> offering something to be nice. even if so, like you said, that just doesn't just come out of, like, nowhere. Like, come yeah. on. Like, I, like if because, like, the fact that he was able to pick it up and put it in the sink, like, okay, that was not just explosive diarrhea. Like, you like you know what I mean? yeah like, no it was you, solid it was there so it's like to blame your poops on someone else is like the funniest thing I've ever heard and so stupid well like, <laughs> and a lot of times I at least this is my personal thought I also don't really know how toilets work but a lot of times when the toilet like if you go to the bathroom and it doesn't flush I oftentimes think it's because the person before you 
So the reason that the toilet mm-hmm. clogged isn't necessarily from his yeah. big shit. The toilet just could have been like totally. filled with toilet paper, like whatever the case. But I have done some weird stuff to like not be embarrassed by my toilet. Yeah, so it's like situation. I, can, I can sympathize for that. Yeah. Like I get it, but it's like it's like the minute like you do something like 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 that that's really gross and then you just you got to own up to it yeah. and like I think that really irks me is when people can't just be like I fucked up yeah I'm so sorry I was so embarrassed I didn't know what to do I panicked instead it has to be like well it's your fault do you really think they're gonna be receptive to that first of all Mm-mm. like oh 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 my god yes it was so my fault I shouldn't have like you know put out a platter of food I'm mm-hmm. so sorry you know what I mean? Like it's, it's weird. Just, it's just like it's okay to like fuck up and it's okay to be embarrassed. Like it's it really like all those things are okay. Yeah. And it's just like what I don't like is when people can't just like own it. Like there's just something own it. Like well, it's okay. And it's like, is it insecurity? Like what why the need to be so defensive? It is and an like, insecurity. But it's yeah. like but that's the thing that I think that we all like have more it's we can all empathize with being insecure so just like well, deal no, with it well no more like what i was thinking is like so it's like those so those like first reactions right like mm-hmm. the him picking up his own poop like those are these like first reactions those are something that was just like oh shit like i can empathize with the fact that he was panicking but like those secondary reactions where it's just like okay now he knows what he did and, and now he has time to think yeah. and yet he's still choosing to you know lie blame others all this stuff that's where it's just like okay these secondary like reactions are where you have time to actually kind of you know think it through and that's where I really would challenge people to like always like think it through and so that's where I have less patience and less like sympathy sympathy for yeah well we do have an edit from our writer and they go I should add that he did eventually apologize but <laughs> but only after he tried to blame his girlfriend <laughs> and us for his situation. <laughs> he offered to bring us cleaning supplies since we went through two gallon bottles of Drano, a liter of bleach, a container of antibacterial wipes, and threw out our towel. We were extremely thorough with cleaning as we had a toddler who put everything in their mouth and a newborn at home. Mm-hmm. We were... Cl- We were up cleaning every surface they touched, plus anything with the vicinity of that area until 4 a.m. In the drunken message I got from the girlfriend, she said he does not owe us anything, cleaning supplies, since he (laughs) apologized and that we needed to grow up because we were being immature about cleaning a grown man's shit. I don't want to clean anyone else's poop. No, me either. It was like, it was, that was like probably the hardest part about healthcare for me and like it didn't phase me because I knew what I was doing in a healthcare role. Like I knew what I was getting into, but Good for you. but like no one, no one like enjoys shit. Like mm-hmm. you do it because it's your job and you care for these people you're working with. But like, I don't think anyone wakes up every morning and says, I want to clean shit today. No, I live for cleaning shit. <laughs> no, I don't think. And so, especially if it's not your job, you're going to be like, Hey, I don't want to clean your shit, dude. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you've done in a in a bathroom to avoid embarrassment? I'm trying to think because I know I've had like that's why I was like I that moment of like panic. I know that I've felt it. Oh yeah. But I think that like when I've clogged a toilet, I think that it just did that thing where it goes 
and like drains and it like mm. clogs and there's like toilet paper at like the front. Okay. And so then you can't. No residue? Do you know what I'm talking about? Has that not happened to you before? Where it's like there's toilet paper like sucked up. So I also know to turn the water off too if it starts overflowing. Do you open the toilet and turn it off or you get underneath? No, I get underneath and you know mm. the little knob. Yeah. Because if it starts to overflow, then I'm just like, dude, the amount of times I've sat there and held my breath until it gets to the very top and yeah. I'm like, <gasps> and you're like, is it going to, yeah, then what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. So yeah. like I've had moments where like I've turned the water off and so then it like sucks it up mm. and then I'll, like I'll be like, hey, something's wrong with the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's no like poop standing at like the you know top of it it's just lucky. like yeah that never works that well for me that's really lucky and you gotta show me how to turn it off I think I know but mm -hmm. um, I went through like a very public issue a couple weeks ago on my personal Instagram and I was traveling home from Chicago and I spent some time in O'Hare <laughs> by far the worst airport on this planet <laughs> And literally the week later, I saw that Minneapolis airport got like the award for being the best airport. And I was like, yeah, facts are facts. <laughs> but O'Hare is probably Wearing the most. Wearing your Minnesota sweatshirt too. Let's go, baby. Um, O'Hare is so disgusting. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a Chicago people thing. But I also have encountered this elsewhere. So it makes me think it's just a people thing. But I walked into two bathroom stalls directly after people. So like I saw the people walk in, walk out. That We were waiting in lines for the bathroom. And this blonde girl walks out so confidently, just struts away from the stall. And I walk in, shit, shit. And it's like, uh, why do people have so much faith in the automatic toilets? I never walk out of a so stall true. without looking behind me. So and true. I'll even do a courtesy flush. I'll push the button or I'll wave my little hand. Like I'll kick the handle with my foot to make sure it doesn't stink. It's a courtesy flush. There's no skid marks on the rim. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm doing everything I can. I, this is my embarrassing thing. I have even like wadded up a big wad of toilet paper and stuck my hand in the toilet to wipe the edges. I've done that before too. I can't. <laughs> I've I never can't. admitted that before. That's so funny that I you just can't. said that. I've never I had this can't. conversation, but like I have 100% done that before. I walk out and I triple wash my hands. I go above and beyond to make sure I'm tidy after, but like I cannot oh walk out of a stall with someone. How have I never, have you heard anyone say this before? No. Is this like a thing? This is the first. I've never heard anyone say that. It's just one of those things that like I've done and I'm just like, this is something I'm not going to tell people I've done. Before. I, I probably have done worse that I'm like blacking out because it was so much worse than that. But I've done that a lot. Like, oh, you that's nice of you. You can't be that. I, I don't want to be that girl that leaves shit everywhere. I'm more like I'm more like in my own home. Like if I have guests over and stuff, I'm like, don't you have a toilet brush? Yeah, that's true. But like, I never, it's only public because at home I have but, the brush. But the thing is, I don't like, so this is another weird thing, but like, I don't like the idea of brushing my toilet when there's poop in there. Because the particles? I don't, yeah, I feel like the poop particles are going to get stuck in the brush. So that grosses me out. I like will scrub it off, flush, and then with the clean water, I'll like hit the brush in the clean water and like really get it off and then I'll flush again. I, but that's like, and then you're like, oh, I'm wasting so much water. Well, I've just, I have had like a brush that like got so like rusty and like gross to me that like the idea of any like residue mm. of like, it just, How, I. How, sorry. What? How often, I interrupted you. How often are you supposed to change your poop brush? 
we're calling the poop brushes now. What do you call them? I don't think that's the word, but like I don't toilet I don't know. brush. But it, what it's for is poop. You don't use it after peeing. It's a poop brush. But no, I don't. You, I've never. I don't use it for poop. That's what I'm saying. Is that like what do you use it for? I, well, you get the little like rings around the toilet, but they're not poop rings. They're just like water stain rings. Yeah, like water stain. Yeah. What do you do when you have poop skid marks stuck on the toilet? I usually just like let it flush itself out. Oh, on at, its, on at its own. Yeah, on its own accord. What if you have someone going in the bathroom right after? That's you? what I said. That's the only reason why I do that. That I've done that okay. is because if I am literally I th- like, I thought that's what the brush was for. I mean, it pro- for like probably like seventy five percent of the people, that's probably what it's for. I, huh. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that like I have this weird thing where I don't yeah. want any poop particles in my brush. So how often are you supposed to replace them? Like, is it like a toothbrush every couple weeks, every I mean, month? Like. I try to hang on to mine. That's probably why I don't like the poop particles in them because yeah. like I just told you, the idea of things like sitting in like landfills where I can't just bring that to Goodwill. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, plastic. Yeah, it's I want to like so, hold on to it. Yeah. So like, even when you told me the poop story, like I was like, oh my God, cringed when she said, so the hand towel I threw away and <laughs> I pictured it just on the landfill, never dissipating, just there forever. And I would have washed like, it. Up the poop towel, just there forever. But I it's one of those things it. where I'm like, that's what I'm telling you that like, I have like a weird like anxiety over the like idea of things in landfills. And that's why I try not to fuel that anxiety. Yeah. And that's why I try not to like learn too much so that I'm not like some like, you know, crazy person, like trying to monitor everybody. I know it's only, it's only going to make us go crazy. Exactly. And like you just said, like it's, it's good that I think this way, but at the same time, like, I shouldn't, like, make it. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better, I don't think I've gotten a new poop brush since I lived here. And <laughs> I've lived here for quite some time. And that's probably no, it's really... it's okay. It's okay. That's it's probably really bad. No, it's, it's all okay. People are going to be in the YouTube comments <laughs> being like, I replace my poop brush every three months. I just love how it's now a poop brush. Like, is I, there a bamboo <laughs> option? Maybe there's a bamboo option that's Probably. more sustainable. Yeah, bamboo with like hemp fibers. Yeah, that biodegrade, so you I, can't scratch the poop off your toilet as well after three months. So you have to get a new one. It's just like one of those things where I don't like. I don't want to be annoying, but like my brain goes to thinking about like, for example, plastic bags. Like we use them all the time. And but okay, so and you know turtles, the water bottle thing. Yeah cotton bags you have to use that cotton bag a crazy it's amount of time it's so hard to like know and that's the thing is like so i was at the the aquarium i'm gonna start collecting my own hair and literally braiding a fucking net <laughs> of a bag no but the, the reason why like plastic bags are so <laughs> bad is because turtles eat them because they look like jellyfish and then they choke on them and then there's just all these things because they fall out of the lamp others oh, i don't know it's, it's a lot it's something that i like yeah. I, I care about but it's something i need to not care so much about unless i'm going to actively like create a company that's going to make things better why don't you because there's so many companies we could partner with too like there's already so many companies that are pulling like putting these little plastic things and it looks like a, a i don't know it's a thing, but it collects garbage out of the ocean and then they just go and collect them and dump it and then put it back in. There's so many companies and we need to bring light to more of them. So this can be your charity of the month because I'm, I'm sorry, guys, I've I've really fallen off plugging them. So this one can be the ocean cleanup people that do this plastic thing. We're going to find out more. And that can be this week's. Okay. But cool. I mean, there's so many initiatives like we should not have a plastic landfill floating in the ocean. That's the size of Rhode Island. That's fucking gross. 
Well, I just always think about like if a few hundred years ago there was people that were just like, you know what? We're on our way out. We're like mm, 80. Let's just like nuke the countries because we want to fight. All these old ass people shouldn't be making the decisions for us anymore. We should age cap politicians. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's Mitch McConnell or Nancy Pelosi. All these fuckers that are old as shit shouldn't be making decisions for us anymore. Well, and and it's it's hard because it's like also that's um, they're on their way out. They don't care about the environment. But and and that's like a that's like a discrimination type of issue, you know, like to be like, oh, no, we don't let senior citizens operate heavy machinery. We shouldn't let them make the laws for millions of people that they're dead. And now we're stuck with this. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying that, like, I don't really know how that would work. And and also you also I don't know, like, where retirement ages, a lot of jobs have them. Pilots have them. But like also. And that's and it's hard to say that people don't care because it's their dying wish. Like maybe their last dying wish was to make the world a better place before. You know what I'm saying? So it's like hard to. But but like the point is, is that like when I think about what I can do to make like a little thing like throw Better. a can in the recycling versus yes. the garbage can and then I think about like somebody like 200 years prior to me that I'm just very happy that our land still exists because they mm-hmm. weren't all like you know like yeah. nuking each other then it just True. then I'm like okay well I want to do just what a little thing that I can do for like the future that I'm not involved yeah. in because I'm really happy that whoever was is existing like you know 100 200 years ago did that for me Okay, well, I am dead. Yes. And I have to record tomorrow. You'll do do so good. I am nervous. I I always get nervous for my guest episodes, but it's going to be good. Um, good. Head over to Patreon. There's going to be amazing Patreon content this month. Can't miss it per usual. Patroning any of these. (laughs) There might be a Patreon story. We're, We're at quite some time so there might be a patron from this episode we shall see um otherwise like you'll be on one story this month for sure mm. well it's been a while since we've caught up so i feel like people that don't like the banter either you're gonna cut it all out or nope andrew keep the tangents <laughs> then the people who don't like the banter maybe we should give trigger warnings for that because i no, know there's people no, no, like no. <laughs> nope we've said this again take it or leave it. But uh, love you guys. Thank you for being here. Be sure to check the description for the charity for this episode. We've got to clean up the ocean and all that plastic and be more sustainable. And don't pick up girls in cars and don't get vasectomies slash not get vasectomies and lie about it. And don't shit in people's sinks and just be a good person. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Just like own your shit. Metaphorically, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, and and then you know, tell the truth, be kind, yeah, we really love you guys. Uh, until next time, guys, until next time, Bye. bye, bye.